Well, as you may be aware, the Oxford Union is the world's most prestigious debating society. It's got an unparalleled reputation for bringing international guests and speakers to Oxford. Since 1823, the Union has been promoting debate and discussion, not just in Oxford University, but across the globe. And a couple of weeks ago, the debate was, should Christianity allow gay marriage? Now, there was one speech that stood out. Most of the speakers had about 30, 50,000 views on YouTube, but this one had over half a million views. Let's check it out. So just some background, uh, currently Church of England members of the clergy are not permitted to carry out same-sex marriages, uh, whilst homosexual Anglicans are required to remain celibate. But in recent years, however, the Church of Wales, the Scottish Episcopal Church, and most recently the Methodist Church have all embraced same-sex marriage. And in February of this year, last month, the Church of England General Synod met to discuss the issue, and now Church of England priests will be permitted to bless the civil marriages of same-sex couples. And so to Oxford Union, the debate was, should Christianity allow same-sex marriage? And there was one speech that went viral, and I'll show you a couple of excerpts, and then I'd encourage you to watch it in full. I'll put the link uh, in the description so you can see the full 12-minute speech. Reverend Calvin Robinson, he had been training to become a priest at the University of Oxford for the past two years. He was due to begin a curacy, part of his training at a parish in Holborn, Holborn, London, but was turned down for the role by the Bishop of Fulham. And Robinson claims he was blocked from becoming a Church of England priest because of his anti-woke views, that he does not believe the UK is institutionally racist, which is significant given his ethnicity, and has criticised bleeding-heart liberal vicars. Now, he's known for his right-wing views, which include opposition to the Black Lives Matter movement. Why? Well, because of their views on the nuclear family and marriage and abortion. Uh, and he also suggested women should not be ordained. But he has 264,000 followers on Twitter. So he spoke at the Oxford Union recently on whether the church should bless same-sex couples as the Church of England is going to do, and some churches in New Zealand already do. And he was arguing that they shouldn't. Let's check out a couple of clips. Why do I feel anxiety about this? Well, we are up against the authorities three bishops from the established church. That means either I am wrong, and Christians have been teaching incorrectly for the last 2,000 years, or and Jews and Christians for the last four to 6,000 years, or we have church leaders attempting to drag the church into apostasy. Neither way is good. The consequences are severe. This debate is not just happening in this chamber. This debate is happening in real time in the House of Bishops as we speak. There's a growing number of vocal bishops who want to change the, the church's teaching on marriage. The result being the spiritual neglect of Anglicans up and down this country. Now, I may have trained at the last remaining sound Anglican seminary up the road at St. Stephen's House, but I am a newbie deacon. So perhaps I am, on, I am wrong on this. Let's consult people wiser than myself, starting with the church fa fathers. St. Thomas Aquinas, in his summer theological quite clearly identifies matrimony as being between one man and one woman, beneficial for begetting of children, and for the good of offspring for both educational and developmental purposes. 
necessary for the perfection of the community and for the worship of God. St. Paul describes marriage as, therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife and they become one flesh, in which he is mirroring the language of Genesis where God tells man and woman to be fruitful and multiply. Both Aquinas and Paul refer to matrimony as a sacrament, a holy mystery in which one man and one woman are joined together in conjugal union with the potential to be blessed by the grace of God with children to start a family for the worship of God. People will often argue in this debate, we know more about homosexuality now than we did then. Maybe so. But are we really going to suggest that God knew less then than we know now? If marriage is no longer between one man and one woman, are we open to the idea of polygamy? We disregard the heterosexual aspect, so why not the monogamous aspect too? If love is love, as we keep hearing, who's to say that three men loving each other is not more love than two men loving each other? Shame and generosity. And I'm sure someone in this chamber has echoed the words love is love tonight. And this is not about love being love. This is about marriage, the sacrament of holy matrimony. It is directly connected to love, but it's not the definition of love. Too many people utter those words and confuse the meaning of love. Agape, the biblical context of love, is a divine love. It's a sacrificial love. It's not lustful. People often conflate sex with love. It's very disingenuous. We've heard quite a bit of that. But then, of course, atheists often pirate the words, God is love. And we've heard that one tonight, too. Again, without any understanding. Yes, God is love. But he sets the terms, not us. Another one we've heard plenty of is inclusivity. Should the church be more inclusive? Again, it's a play of words. It's, it's virtue signaling. It's to appear good rather than to be good. The church should absolutely be inclusive. Christ spent time with tax collectors and prostitutes, but it is they who went away changed, not Christ. Do not be the wolves in sheep's clothing. Do not be the false teachers that the Bible warns us about. Remember your obligation to defend the faith Stop teaching about diversity, inclusion, and equality, and get back to teaching about redemption and salvation. This is spiritual neglect. Help people by telling them the truth. Be kind to people by supporting them through those struggles and reminding them that Christ suffers with them. And be compassionate by leading them to Christ when the world tries to lead them away from him. The church is imploding, and the faithful masses have stopped turning up on Sundays, and we are seeing the most rapid decline of Christianity in this country that we may have ever seen. Do not accelerate it with heresy. You do not have the authority to bless sin. When I hear the Bishop of London on record saying these new prayers will mean priests can bless same-sex relationships, some of which may be sexual in nature, I hear the devil at work. Bishops are promoting the idea of sacramental sodomy. Let them be anathema. Repent. And to the rest of you, I have no doubt that some of you will consider me a bigot or a transphobe or a homophobe. But I am neither of those things, none of those things. I am simply a follower of Christ, a Christian. And we are naturally countercultural. And if so-called liberals were truly diverse and tolerant, they would embrace us just as they embrace everyone else. And the, not right now, I'm just wrapping up. And the point has been made, but the growing Christophobic attitude around this public debate and the ugly level of, of hypocrisy is that we really see people hold Muslims and people of other faiths to the same expectations that they hold Christians to. Who is calling, except my good friend here, for Islam to embrace gay marriage? Who is calling for the Quran to be updated to modern societal norms?
Yeah, uh, you can see why it went viral, can't you? Over half a million views on YouTube. Uh, and watch the whole presentation. It's only 12 minutes, but it's fascinating. Truth, you know, truth has that effect of cutting through the noise and being a refreshing message which people want to hear. Biblical truth, the definition of marriage, the role of family, they're all rock-solid truths which our culture needs to be told and reminded about. Take the cue from Reverend Robinson and speak up also. Mm -hmm.